Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Smells Like Business, where you can learn more about the current and future state of cannabis, CBD, and hemp in Europe. Every episode, we talk to different cannabis experts and entrepreneurs, making it easier for you to understand the cannabis industry. I'm your host, Tom, and today we have Pia Meyer and Philip Hagenbach joining us on the show. Pia is the product manager and Philip the COO of Cannavigia, a Swiss company that creates compliance software solutions for the cannabis industry with a strong focus on track and traceability. If you want to learn more about the company, what they do, and the importance of transparency, trackability, and traceability in the cannabis space, well, then I recommend giving episode 51 of Smells Like Business a listen, where I had the pleasure of interviewing Luke Richner, the CEO of Cannabigia himself. On this episode, however, we focus the discussion around the Swiss pilot program called Weed Care. The pilot program is the first recreational cannabis pilot program in all of Europe. Yes, you heard that right. And started in Basel on the 30th of January this year, 2023. So just over a month ago. Cannabiga is working with the Swiss government by providing the software for this particular pilot program and also hopefully upcoming ones. Pia and Philip were the two responsible for making this happen, so who better to get on the show and explain the pilot program in more detail, as well as Cannabiga's involvement, than these two. All right, let the show commence. Hi Pia, hi Philip, welcome to the Smells Like Business show. How are you guys doing today? Yeah, nice to be here, thanks. Good. I'm glad to have you guys. And I know the Cannavigia team is up to a lot of interesting things. And the latest one being the Swiss pilot program, which we're going to get onto very, very shortly. But I just thought for our listeners, it's always quite nice to know a little bit about the guests. So I was maybe wondering if you guys could introduce yourselves, tell us a bit about what you're doing maybe before Cannavigia and what you do now for Cannavigia. My name is Philip, of course, as you already mentioned. I'm one of the co-founder of Cannavigia. Actually, we're three founders. Uh, you already had Luke on your podcast already last year, I assume? Yeah, last year, episode 41. Exactly. And I was actually the last one to join in the whole cannabis journey, let's say. And I'm acting currently as COO and I'm responsible for the regulations or let's say for the pilot trials in Switzerland and the involvement of Cannabigia. Nice. And Pia? Yes, hello. Um, my name is Pia. I've been with Cannavigia for almost a year now. Prior to this, I was active in another startup doing something completely different. We propagated wild bees for pollination. And I've known Luke for quite some time. And he's been, let's say, pestering me for a while to join. And he kept telling me about Cannavigia and the very interesting industry and the fast-paced industry that is uh, the cannabis space. So yeah, he wore me down eventually and I joined the team as a product manager. So I'm part of the product team, mostly so far involved in the part of the software that we built for the Federal Office of Public Health. Okay, so Luke managed to wheel you in then. <laughs> he is quite a smooth talker, so he did his job right there. Great. So like I said, I had Luke on the show a little while ago, episode 41 last year, where he spoke all about Cannavigia. So for our listeners, if you want to learn more about the company, I do recommend checking out that episode first before we follow into this one. But maybe one of you could just give a very brief description of the company and talk a little bit about its compliance software. Of course, I can jump in there at Cannavigia itself. It's a software for the traceability, a track and trace software, as you call it, mainly for the traceability of cultivations and manufacturing in the cannabis space. It gives the 
cultivators and the manufacturers for cannabis a certain guideline to stay within quality standards, especially we follow the guidelines of the pharmaceutical practices, such as GACP and GMP. It also has next to the quality aspect, traceability and the management tool for the management or the organization of your production in the cultivation space. Okay, great. So it's also got that managing sort of side to it as well. Exactly, yeah. I always explain it like this. It's sort of an ERP system for the production. So what you have, you have that traceability aspect, which is important for your end consumer and the regulator. And then you have the quality aspect for all the releasing process and requirements you have for the products for your end market. And then you have on top the layer, the management, where you can organize and have an overview of the different production steps during your production. Great. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about this Swiss pilot program. Super interesting, very unique in Europe. It's the first pilot program in Europe for recreational cannabis, which started on the 30th of January. So maybe you could tell us just a little bit about the Swiss pilot program, which is called Weed Care. And it's uh, in Basel or the canton which Basel is in. Actually, our hometown. I would say 70% of our company comes from Basel. Really? Okay. (laughs) But we work in Zurich. The head office is here in Zurich. Okay, okay. Great. So, I mean, what can you tell us a little bit about the program and why the Swiss government decided to, to implement it? I mean, the cannabis space or the cannabis industry in general is, especially when we talk about Europe at the moment, you have that medicinal space, which is allowed in certain ways. And in regards to pilot projects they now propagate in Switzerland is the current situation of cannabis within Europe or globally, let's say. I mean, you see the tendencies in other countries. I mean, 2022 was quite fascinating in this regard. I mean, you have Germany, which talked about legalization steps. You had Thailand, which made massive steps forward, although it's still a little bit a loophole. And Switzerland started these pilot trials to gain more information. How could a legal market look like for recreational cannabis use? Yeah, and of course, I think it's good to, again, use these pilot programs to then get information out of it. And I think there's going to be a lot of crossover with the private and public sectors as well, right? They're getting universities involved. Do you guys know why they're doing it kind of on a canton to canton basis? Because I believe it's over the next 10 years and Basel's the first place, but Other cantons are planning on also implementing their own recreational pilot programs. Yes, absolutely. So as Philip mentioned, the goal of these pilot trials is to basically gather information on the effects of of legalizing recreational cannabis. And each of these trials has a different research question that they're aiming to answer. So the trials that are allowed, they all look at different things. For instance, weed care that you mentioned before, the one that the only one that's been approved so far and the one that started, they are looking at the health effects or the differences in consumption behavior when comparing access to legal cannabis versus access to the illegal market. And so each of these trials looks at different things. And in the end, the data that the studies provide form a sound scientific basis for the regulators to define a well regulation. Super interesting that these different programs are kind of looking at a different aspect. I think that's pretty cool, actually. And then you've got all this data, extrapolate it, bring it all together. And like you said, you should have a pretty strong case. All right. So we know a little bit about the program. How did Canaviga get involved? And I know you two are the two big players in the team that managed to get it across. Did the Swiss government, the Swiss Federal Office for Public Health, did they contact you? Did you contact them? How did this all come to be? 
So I explained a little bit about our core business, let's say the Canavigia compliance suite, where we engage cultivators and manufacturers in certain ways for their production. And um, since we're a pioneering software in this space in Europe, and especially in Switzerland, a lot of producers during their permit that they can produce for these pilot projects involved us in their white paper to say that they have a traceability software, which is also a QMS in brackets for, for their production. And this brought us on the radar of the Federal Office of Public Health. They approached us. Framework for these pilot trials were given. So there was a, a legal act where they have the guidelines how to perform these um, pilot trials and approached us how our software will participate in this. And then as well, we could then consult them how we could put an additional feature or let's say an additional software that um, we can also monitor the whole consumption and dispensary or dispensing of the cannabis products to these pilot trials participants. Feels a little bit, at least from an outsider, like a, a no-brainer. I don't know if the competition was high, you know, for the tender and if there were any other Swiss companies, but it also feels nice that the Swiss pilot program is using Swiss compliance software for track and trace. Absolutely. I mean, we've been a young, we're still a young company. A young industry. A young industry, exactly. But we've been, even I myself, I mean, I'm in supply chain for over 14 years. Um, even Luke, I guess he told you in the last podcast as well where he's coming from. And then we had our third one, which is already as engaged in several consulting and, and so forth. He was even and could already gain experience in the United States in the cannabis sector as well. So all in all, we're maybe on paper a young company, but I guess the, the experience we gathered together was uh, also us. It's certainly there. Yeah. yeah. A big plus. Yeah. And then a lot of those skills are transferable, right? So into the, into the cannabis industry. You said your software had this extra thing to add, almost like a cherry on top, right? Where then they could actually follow how the patients are doing and track that as well. Do you think that played a role in landing the deal with the Swiss government? That was the requirement, absolutely. So what, what we had is we have the production step, as I told before. But then again, the, the pilot trials are built like this. So you have, as you said, regional, cantonal, municipal, how you ever want to call it, you have a pilot trial acting within that region. And these pilot trials have, of course, you have a span of 10 years, but it's five plus two years, which is allowed of the length of a pilot trial. There is allowed a maximum of 5,000 participants. And each of these participants has a daily and a monthly limit of consumption. And the Federal Office of Public Health or even the scientific institution on top, they need that data, first of all, because stay within the legal framework plus also have that data to then gather the research thesis and come to a result. Sorry, not sure that they have a daily limit, in fact. No, <laughs> There's a monthly limit, but per sale, pharmacy cannot sell more at once than is. Yes, it's a purchase yeah. limit, actually, but I like to say it's yeah. a daily limit because then you need to explain. But yeah, but it, it, yeah. it's a purchase <laughs> limit. <laughs> so it's a purchase limit where they're not allowed to exceed. Uh, it's like 10 grams of, uh, of unmixed products and two grams of THC for mixed products or in general. I mean, you can even mix them. Nice, nice. So it started on the 30th of January. And you know, now we're almost at the end of February. So well, we are, it's the last day of February today, actually. So it's been it's been a month. What's the initial feedback? Yeah, with the pilot program, and also Canavigia's program, your software? 
So far, the feedback that we've been getting from the different users, so from the project leaders through to the, the pharmacists in the dispensary, well, the pharmacies. Because that is how it's being distributed through pharmacies. In the weed care project, yes. So in other pilot trials, there might be different types of dispensaries. But in the weed care project, yes, they have uh, nine pharmacies that are currently selling cannabis to participants. Yeah, and the feedback has been uh, overwhelmingly positive, actually. Yeah, yay. That's what we want to hear, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, there's sometimes always some, let's say, well, let's just say they don't, they're not so used to, probably to using software like that on a daily basis. So obviously there are some issues that can pop up, but in general, it's very positive and user interface is very simple and intuitive. Yeah. So a little bit of a learning curve, but more because of the industry or more because it's such a new product. And who are the participants? Because there's 5,000. I mean, how, how did they get on that list? Were they chosen or did they just apply? They applied. So there is a certain framework as well for participants. So they need to be over 18. They need to prove that they're already consumers of cannabis. So because, I mean, it's a pilot trial, it's still an illegal drug in the end of the day. And I guess the state or the regulator don't want to gain more consumers. And they need to be during that pilot trials, they need to be under, under medical supervision. In the end of the day, there was a, a website where they could apply. Uh, they want to participate. And then they went through certain questionnaires and, and screenings. And if all these points, they had a, a green flag behind every point, then they were allowed to participate. And in regards to that, if this is a success or not, but I guess uh, the amount of people who want to uh, be part of these pilot trials were actually overwhelming and the weed care project is a smaller pilot trial because they had to close their application form after a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the 5,000 is the maximum number of participants that can be included in a trial. The weed care one, they have something below 400 participants. And as Philip said, the reaction or the interest rather from um, potential participants was huge. Has there actually been any feedback from the participants themselves? I mean, the empirical research institution, they do the whole screening, they do the monitoring, they do the, the medical supervision. But I guess now it's almost a month which um, people are consuming cannabis. And I guess there's no, no interviews yet in that case. Maybe I can add something to this. On the first day of, of the trial, there was quite some media attention and there were participants who, you know, allowed TV to film them when they purchased cannabis. And I was in one of the pharmacies and I just started talking to that person and their feedback was just when they looked at the products that they were very happy with the range of products that they saw there and that usually they have to travel <laughs> to different places to get that sort of um, flower. Yeah. That is a good insight because at the end of the day, you know, right, they're the, they're the customers, they're the ones that are going to be buying these products. And if they're not happy with it, then you're not going to get rid of the illegal market. You know, you can look over just to California, huge problems there still with the illegal market because the product is sometimes or a lot of the time just better. So I think it's super important that that is also addressed and you make sure you have, I mean, of course you want it to be legal because then it is regulated, following certain compliances, you can trace and track it, but also you know what's in it, you know, and these days you want to know what you're consuming. But on top of that, I mean, the quality aspect or the consumer protection itself plays a main role in these pilot trials. As we all heard in the last couple of years, quality of black market cannabis was endangering all consumer. And I guess this is also something which gave a, a massive push to bring these pilot trials 
through and 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 have the backing of let's say politicians and everything so you can then have the protection of minors plus the consumer protection because you know that the product is actually according certain quality standards yeah and uh, well yeah and in Europe you know EUGMP the standards are very very high I'm sure in Switzerland too Nice. So, I mean, does the future of cannabis in Switzerland look bright, in your opinion? Absolutely. First of all, you saw that there was a, a legal change as well for the medicinal part. So, before uh, last year, cannabis was actually uh, forbidden and narcotic. And as a physician or as a doctor, you needed to have a special permit from uh, the Federal Office of Public Health to prescribe cannabis as a pain treatment or as a medicine in general, and now they opened up. So the only thing you need to do as a doctor, as a physician right now, is you apply through an electronic form, and then you can practice or you can prescribe cannabis as a, as a medicine. And, and with these pilot trials, we set a quite a positive vibe out there. And in Switzerland, always been very liberal in, in terms of cannabis. And yes, I would say it looks bright for Switzerland with cannabis. Yeah, yeah. And um, how was it actually collaborating with a government body, you know, the Swiss government? We talked about this actually quite recently about this. And I mean, we're very honored that we got selected by, by the regulator, like the Federal of Public Health, to be part of these pilot trials. And I mean, it was up and downs. In the end of the day, it's a smaller group, let's say. Because as you see, the pilot trials are also not uh, in a nationwide, but they have like these municipalities which participate. Yes, and we sat together with all the stakeholders. And this was somehow some point where you had a lot of different angles of these project leaders. We've been engaged with the Federal Office of Public Health. So that's the federally or the nationwide uh, institution. And we had a, a very good work together. So it was very productive. We could bring the results fairly quick to their favor. Great. So Pia, I have a question specifically for you because you joined the company about a year ago. How has it been for you coming from a completely different industry and then settling into the cannabis industry? Also when so many things are growing, were you thrown in the, into the deep end? Has it been exciting? <laughs> you could absolutely say that I've been thrown into the deep end. As my first day, I got the great opportunity to moderate a panel. <laughs> Oh, wow. Straight off the bat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, it's been a very steep learning curve, I guess, to say the least. Um, it's super dynamic, very interesting. So many things happening. And then, you know, in the industry itself, but then also within the company that's growing and just doing as a startup, we're just doing a lot of things. So trying to keep track of what needs to be done internally and then also finding a time to learn all about the market and the industry. It's, it's challenging, but it's, like I said, the learning curve is very steep and it's a great industry to be part of. What I can say is that during this rather short amount of time, all the people that I've met, everyone is very open, open to collaborate, open to share information. I haven't necessarily met a lot of people who would describe themselves as experts yet. So everybody's still very much learning, I think. And that's what I, yeah, what I value a lot. So you, you shouldn't be afraid to ask. Nobody really knows, or at least <laughs> nobody really knows. Knows, knows. Everything that, yeah, knows, knows. Maybe some pretend that they <laughs> know everything. I mean, it's not a full-fledged industry, but sometimes it feels that way, especially when you go to these big events. And, you know, like you said, you're working with regulators on a big scale. And then you're like, oh, wait a second. We're still learning so much day by day. And again, that's why these pilot programs are so important because we still need to learn exactly what's going on for the patients and consumers. 
Great. So, I mean, I just have a couple more questions, which I tend to ask all my guests. The first one is, if you could go back in time, is there anything you would do differently? Since I'm part of the Kalavigya journey since the beginning, and I'm going to answer this question on a professional level, because on a private level, we're going to sit here tomorrow. I mean, it's a fast-moving industry. It's been an absolute fantastic ride how we got involved in certain aspects throughout the industry from our customers to now again, we talk about the regulator and so forth. During that time, everything moves so fast. Of course, you make certain mistakes, but in general, I would say we've picked ourselves up all the time when something happened a little bit and corrected that matter. I took my learnings out of of certain things, of course, but in general, we're quite happy where we stand at the moment and look very excited and forward into the future what this industry can achieve globally. Yeah, absolutely. In Switzerland, in Europe, and beyond. Exactly. (laughs) Nice, nice. (laughs) It's a very interesting question to ask, and I honestly don't know how to answer it. I'm all about no regrets. Everything like happens for a reason, but also as, as Philip mentioned with regards to, well, not just the industry, but now since I'm part of Canavigia and this whole project with the Federal Office of Public Health, I mean, sure, there were, you know, bigger challenges, smaller challenges, and this learning curve has been so steep. And I feel like all the mistakes that we may have made or the challenges that we've overcome, they all will help us so much in the next steps. And when we are talking about maybe, hopefully, building some solutions for other regulators. This, all our learnings can definitely go into there and make our product even stronger, yeah. Great. So how can our guests find out a little bit more about Canavigia and uh, what you guys do? You're happy to subscribe to our newsletter. We're fairly active on LinkedIn and on our website. We share weekly several newsletters as well as reports and news about the industry itself. Happy to join canavigia.com and subscribe to the newsletter and or visit us on LinkedIn. That's definitely for a point. If you're interested in the software, we're happy to show you the demo. Yeah, you reach us over the website or LinkedIn. Okay, via the website or LinkedIn. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I wish you and Canavigia all the best. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. It's great chatting to you, Tom. Great. So that was Pia and Philip, who I just want to thank again for coming on the show. If you want to find out more about Canavigia, you can check out episode 51 of Smells Like Business, where Luke Rickner, the CEO, talks all about it. You can also visit their website at canavigia.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-V-I-G-I-A.com. And you can also find the company, as well as Pia and Philip, on LinkedIn. Also, if you want to find out more about Smells Like Business, what services we provide, or subscribe to our newsletter and podcast, you can check out our website at smellslikebusiness.com. I've been your host, Tom. Have a green day. Business.